In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Last year, on July 5th, I began my ministry with this parish as deacon in charge. On that Sunday, part of my sermon was a recounting of the story of St. Christopher. Because, being our patron saint, there are lessons that we can learn from him. However, I didn't finish the story. I left it open-ended. And today, I thought it would be fitting to go ahead and end the story and tell it properly. Christopher was a Canaanite and stood over seven and a half feet tall. He had a very, very imposing frame. He was seven and a half feet tall and an ogre-like face. And he served one of the kings of Cana. One day, Christopher, well, let me, let me pause there. His real name is Reprobus, but just for the ease of storytelling, we're just going to call him Christopher, okay? One day, Christopher decided that because of his strength and his skills and his imposing frame, that he should serve the greatest king there was. After journeying for a long time and serving a variety of kings, all of whom had someone they feared that was greater than they, Christopher found the greatest king in the world and decided to offer his services to him. A little while later, Christopher noticed that when the king heard mentioned of the name of the devil, he would cross himself because the king feared the devil. In Christopher's mind then, obviously the devil was a far greater king to serve because this other king was afraid of him. So Christopher set out again, this time looking for the devil. Stumbling across a band of marauders and thieves and ruffians, one of the members declared that he himself was the devil. Not long afterwards, while they were traveling, they came upon a cross standing near a road. And the devil expressed his fear of the cross and his fear of Christ, whom had died upon the cross. Realizing that the devil feared someone greater than himself, Christopher set out in search of the Christ. One day, Christopher met a hermit who was able to instruct him in the Christian faith. He wanted Christopher to fast, pray, and do some other discipline. But Christopher, strong as he was, found many of these tasks too difficult. At last, the hermit suggested to Christopher that because of his size and his strength, that he try a very practical task to serve him. There was a mighty river nearby, and this river had a strong current and was rather deep. Christopher could assist people in crossing this river as there was no bridge for several miles in either direction. The hermit assured Christopher that this act of service would be an act of service to Christ indeed. Some time passes, and Christopher has spent his days ferrying the locals back and forth, as well as many travelers across this river. One day, a rather small boy comes and asks Christopher to take him across 
to the other side. As they were crossing, the river began to swell, and the small child became heavier and heavier, almost like lead on Christopher's back. At last they made it across, Christopher having struggled the whole way, and when he sat the child down on the far bank, he said, You have put me in grave danger. I do not think the whole world could have been as heavy on my shoulders as you were. The child said in reply, You had on your shoulders not only the whole world, but him who made it. I am the Christ, your king whom you are serving by this work. No longer are you reprobus, but you are Christopher, because you have carried the Christ. And with that, the child vanished. This is where we ended the story last year, but there's more to it which I will now share. After some time had passed, Christopher traveled to Lycia on the southern coast of modern-day Turkey. It was in those regions that many Christians were being martyred and killed for their faith. Christopher went there to give comfort and strength to Christians in that area. At some point, Christopher is captured and brought before a king or a magistrate and ordered to make a sacrifice to a pagan god which Christopher refused to do. Now, rather than order a summary execution, the king imprisoned Christopher for a while and then brought him out and offered him riches beyond his imagination. All he had to do was make a sacrifice to a pagan god. Christopher refused. He was taken back to his cell. Soon, two prostitutes were sent in to attempt to seduce him and to tempt him. But when the guards came back later to see what the situation was, they found that not only had Christopher converted them to Christianity, but he had encouraged them to accept a martyr's death. Seeing that Christopher's faith and conviction was no match for earthly powers, they tortured him and eventually beheaded him. Now we're not quite certain of the date, but what we do know, it was during the reign of Dicius, which would have been between the years of 249 and 251. We often focus on the naming of Christopher, of, you know, he who bears the Christ child or who, he who is the carrier of the Christ. And very often it is this heroic deed for carrying Christ across a raging river where we focus our attention and our storytelling. It's the scene which is depicted here on this icon. But today, I would like for us to consider something a little different, perhaps even a little challenging. Christopher's legend and beautiful story of aiding Jesus on his journey is a wonderful metaphor for which many of us see part of our daily life, taking Christ into the world, bearing Jesus into the world. However, what we sometimes forget is that Christopher did not stop 
once he carried Jesus across the river. Instead, that moment in time energized and engaged him into deeper action of love and service to Christ. Knowing the dangers that lay ahead of him, Christopher journeyed into dangerous lands to not only comfort his fellow believers in their time of peril and danger, but to stand among them, to be counted as one of them. It could have been easier for Christopher to say to himself, well, that's those people's problem, and I just really don't want to get involved. But instead, Christopher travels to the danger, travels to aid those in need of his care. And this is where the true glory of Christopher becomes apparent. For you see, it is in the difficult things that we are called to do by the love of our Lord Jesus Christ that Christ's love truly shines. In a few moments, when we celebrate the Eucharist, we will recall the passion, death, resurrection, and ascension of our blessed Lord. And we sometimes call that his sacrificial love. His emptying of himself upon the cross for our redemption. And this is part of what we are to emulate. Part of what we are to use and set as an example and pattern in our own lives. If we are to follow Christopher's example, living into a calling as a Christian, then we go and we do the difficult thing. We go and live a life filled with Christ's self-giving love. And we seek out the hard and arduous tasks that that love demands from us, both physically and emotionally and spiritually. St. Christopher took up the task of ferrying people across a wide and dangerous river. Later, he took up the need of Christians in Lycia to bring them aid and comfort, to be Christ's presence to them. And finally, he thwarted temptations to renounce his Lord and live in luxury, and even thwarted temptations against chastity, and used that temptation as a means of spreading the gospel. In our Eucharistic prayer, we will pray that our Lord will accept our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, whereby we will offer unto the Lord ourselves, our souls, and our bodies, which we pray is a reasonable sacrifice to the service of our Lord, who died for us and sanctifies us for his labor and service to do all such good works as he has prepared for us to walk in. May we follow Christopher's example and that of all the saints and never shirk our responsibility to serve others in the name of Jesus. May we learn to be ready to serve all people in Christ, both those who need help carrying their loads and those who need encouragement from us. May we see others' needs 
both great and small, as an entrance point for us to demonstrate the love of Christ to all whom we may encounter. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.